So hey guys, welcome to episode number 12. And today, this is actually part two, part two of our session with Michelle Bolden, who's the owner of Home Helpers of North Atlanta. And if you didn't get a chance in the previous episode, she talked with us about her entrepreneurial journey. In this episode, part two, we want to talk more about how to plan, prepare, and honestly, just be able to know what questions to ask and navigate when it comes to getting care for an aging parent or loved one. Welcome to Black, Wealthy, and Wise, the number one podcast for helping Black families escape financial slavery and create financial freedom so you can live your best life and leave a legacy for your family. I'm your host, Alex Jones, and today I have the owner, Michelle Bolden of Home Helpers of North Atlanta. Uh, again, we're going to talk more about what are some things that we should be looking at, thinking about, and preparing for in terms of getting home care for our loved ones. You know, this is something that I've had to deal with uh, um, in my own family. My mother uh, was diagnosed with uh, early onset dementia uh, during the COVID um, pandemic. And my sister and I, my family and I, we just did not know what to do and, and what questions to ask. And we, I really, really wish we had someone like Michelle uh, to answer those questions uh, for us and to help us uh, help guide us in this process. So thank you so much for for uh, for for being here. So I'm just gonna let you take it away and just kind of share with us what do we do? Right. Okay. Absolutely. And you know, it's it is a challenge, and most of us are facing this. You know, we're part of what's often called the sandwich generation. We're taking mm. care of our parent, and we're also trying to raise our own family, our own children. Right. And so um, at this age, we're deciding how can we help our parents who often want to stay in their own home, right? Mm -hmm. Or they mm -hmm. want to live with us, which is even better sometimes. So, um, or you're caring for someone from a long distance. You're a long distance caregiver, but you're still a caregiver. And so one thing that we start, we want to start with to, do, to be able to identify that you are a caregiver. Because if we don't say who we are, then we miss the opportunity to get the, the support and the resources that we have, you know? Mm, okay. For a long time, we always said, well, it's my responsibility to take care of auntie or whomever. It is, but we also need to make sure we call it what it is, because if you just do it continually, you'll get burnt out, right? And so there are so many resources around that can help you. And the first place we always recommend people start is to try to have a plan, right? And so if even you can begin to plan for yourself now and wherever you are in your caregiver journey, it's not too late to plan, right? And so you're in right. the midst of this, you don't know what to do, you can still plan. One of the resources that I really like is the AARP um, Plan Your Care Guide. Um, you can go to aarp.org plan your care. And there's about a booklet that's probably 30, 40 pages long that tells you exactly what you need to do from start to end, including self-care, which is so important to prevent that burnout, but to be able to give your loved one that quality care. So the planning care talks about the first component, which is getting a team, 
again. So we go from just caregiving to having a care team. This is where we're trying to evolve right now, right? And so you can identify in your team who has what the best skill for certain things. So someone may be great at paying the bills. Someone may be great at staying home and actually doing the care for your loved one. Someone is better at planning the appointment. So you want to identify what the roles are. And you also want to identify that financial component for them as well. Do they have long-term care insurance? Did they work for someone for 45 years and they have that plan? Because long-term care insurance could cover some of that in-home care that you're not having to pay out of pocket for Okay. Um, and, you know, as well as the financial police, do they have, um, you know, a, a policy in which they can actually take dollars out in order to be able just to plan for the care? Not necessarily long term care, but maybe there are some life insurance that they can draw from. That they can help plan for your care as well. Is there a policy? Mm hmm. Uh, so I was okay. So I was going to say, oh, let me let me back up and make this point. Even even uh, we may be talking about someone who may not be an elderly person, right? right. This, this could be first of all someone who is just in need of long care, you know, long term care. Right. Um, um. So you know, it could be anyone of any age. First of all, right. That's okay. right. So, so it's for seniors and and the disabled, in which we're trying to yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, and and so uh, so, if you happen to be someone who is, I, I would say, like us, you know, a, a child of uh, of a parent. Um. So there. So you would say for us, for ourselves, first of all, mm -hmm. what steps would you say we should do in order to really, you know, make sure that we're not a, you know, that we're not a burden for our children or. That's right. Yeah. Um, definitely, you want to speak with your financial planner about gotcha. things like long-term care insurance. Um, you want to talk to your employer about benefits they may offer for the dependent care. So just as there is dependent care for children, there also is dependent care for adults, right? And so um, that may be available. You may have an opportunity from your employer to also have a policy that pays for um, an assistant living or you staying in your home as well. And so those are also options that are there. And so when you think about yourself, you know, short-term disability, long-term disability, those often aren't very costly from an employer. Many times they'll pay for part of it and you pay for another part. Those are things that you can use. So once you run out of your vacation time, you have short-term, then you have long-term, and then you could a long-term disability, and then you can use the long-term care insurance. And so you as much as you want to, you want to stack on all your benefits as long as possible to get, you know, everything out of it, right? And that's for us, right? And so, and then as we prepare for our loved ones and we go back to the dependent care, you know, if you're caring for a loved one in your home and they're dependent, there may be benefits where you can draw off of that dependent care for your adult parent, right? And so there are some opportunities there also. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Arts. So, 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 as it relates to our uh, our parent or our uh, or our loved one, would you say one of the first things we have to kind of figure out is maybe the the level of care uh, they they need? Mm -hmm. Would you say that would be that would be a good first start? 
Yes. And, and that's why I mentioned the planning your care, because that mm -hmm. allows for you to look at all of that kind of who's able to help you, how much help do they need? And so mm -hmm. when you talk about the level of care, um, is it are you able to take care of them in your home or will they need to be in some type of facility? You know, is it doable yeah. for you to be able to do that? And so we do have to honestly think about that, because sometimes we see our caregivers passing before the ones they're caring for because they haven't taken care of themselves. Right. right. And yeah. So we do. I know it's a hard decision, but we do have to be realistic about what we can do ourselves as well. So absolutely. And, right. you know, mm -hmm. and so um, if you're thinking about home care, you know, there's um, questions that you may want to ask about licensing. Um, what's your plan if um, someone is is out or sick? How do you replace that person? Um, you want to be really clear about things like that, right? Um, and you should have the option to be able to, if you want, often we'll have, they can have a conversation with the potential caregivers, you know, what we call a meet and greet to kind of have a conversation and see, is this person going to be a good fit for me? Not because of the technical skills, but because of the personality as well. Right? Okay. Uh, now, typically is, is in-home care, is it uh, more expensive or less expensive typically than, say, an assisted living facility? Well, it's going to depend on the level. I mean, you have some assisted living facilities that are just beautiful, you know? I mean, these huge theaters, I mean, they're awesome. And so it just depends on the level um, that you decide upon because um, home care, is it, it varies. It may be equal, sometimes a little less. It just depends on, on where you are um, okay. and what facility okay. you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And it depends on from state to state as well. So, right. Now, there are some ways other than long-term care to pay for this because often it is an out-of-pocket expense, meaning that you're self-paying yourself. Um, but for veterans, there are benefits for veterans that they can pull off of some of their pension plans. Um, there's a new benefit, I think it's called CCN, Community Care Network. Um, and you can just reach out to your local VA clinic okay. or um, facility and, and see about that benefit. Often states have Medicaid benefits that want to keep people in their homes. It's less costly to put them in a home than versus a nursing facility. And it's a better quality of life. So often Medicaid programs are available if you qualify. Um, and then there are just some general state programs for adults that may be a benefit as well, regardless of your income. Um, so, when it comes to um, like Medicaid, Medicaid and, and let's just say, for instance, that um, that, you know, quite honestly, you know, they didn't prepare for, you know, for any of this stuff. Right. Um, and, and and we find ourselves in a situation where where our loved one needs uh, assisted living or in, in home care as it relates to Medicaid and being able to qualify. Are there some some things that you would you would say, okay, if you're healthy now, cool. Are there some things that we can do to kind of prepare to qualify for Medicaid um, if well, the time arises? Right. So I don't necessarily to qualify for Medicaid because that's really most of those programs are based upon your actual income. And right. so if your parent is living with you, for example, and they're only drawing 
Social Security and that's it. They don't have a retirement plan or anything. They may qualify for a Medicaid program because they're not looking at your income as the adult child. They're looking at the parent's income, right? Gotcha. And the program is specific to them. And so they may qualify. Now, um, I have someone I talk with often about Medicare, who's a Medicare expert. I am not Medicare, Medicaid expert, but I would say reach out to CMS. Um, you know, often Cigna, United Healthcare have their own Medicare Advantage plans that can give you that detail. Um, okay. But you can begin to prepare now for what happens at 65 when you do get Medicare. Um, right. Begin to look at the plans. What are your options? Um, and so the organization that I mentioned before in the first episode is called Call for Caring. And that's what we provide information. Um, Callforcaring.org. We have a podcast where it talks about the Medicare, Medicaid, legal challenges. That's one thing we underestimate as the proper legal documents when you're caring for someone, right? Um, so all of those things are very key when we're trying to care for, for someone um, or prepare for ourselves as well. And I, I would I, I certainly second that because, you know, uh, you know, prior to this, you know, whole little situation with COVID, um, you know, my, my mom was, you know, living on her own. She uh, she lived uh, she lived uh, by herself and it was it was really sudden. Um, and uh, we literally found ourselves, um, you know, thrown in a situation where we we really just did not know where to go, where to turn. Um, we wound up uh, deciding on an assisted living facility uh, for her because mm-hmm. I lived out of state. And at the time, uh, my sister um, had not retired just yet. And okay. so it was, it, she hated it. Mm-hmm. It was, it was not, uh, not a good, uh, not a good thing for her. And, uh, and she wound up uh, subsequently contracting COVID oh. at the same time. And she okay. needed emergency service surgery at the same time. So just a lot of things happened yeah. all at once. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but we, we got to a place where we said, you know, Hey, we're going to do whatever we can to, to take care of my mother. And fortunately, uh, my sister uh, retired too. So she's the primary uh, caregiver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and I go home, um, you know, several times throughout the year to okay. uh, just to give them a break right. so they can, you know, and it gives me a time to, you know, to, to reconnect with my mother and, yes. you know, and I, and I can, I can share with her right. as well and, right. uh, and share the burden. So, and you know, um, that, that's, that's just so important what you just said about giving your sister a break. And, uh, you know, that they that whoever's the primary care, if you do it as a team, that they don't feel alone. And so for those caregivers, we so often stress self-care because we have to be able to do that. And I'm a long distance caregiver as well for my dad. So I go back and forth or he comes here for a period of time. And I feel like that is my time to be able to spend with him and enjoy the time with him. Because sometimes when we're caring, we miss that connection as son and mother, daughter and, you know, father. And so you want to make sure you're doing that as well, taking that time to still have that relationship. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would honestly say, you know, the, the best thing that you can do uh, for your loved ones in a situation where, you know, you're thinking about your future because, um, you know, looking at looking at the statistics, 
that they say roughly about 70% of people will, you know, may need, uh, will, will likely need some type of assistance mm-hmm. um, as we get older. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the best thing that we can possibly do is begin to think about it, you know, plan, you know, plan for it if you can. And like you said, put those um, those documents in place, whether it be a healthcare directive or um, some type of um, uh, power of attorney or durable power of attorney, just to kind of help in preparation for that. Obviously, your life insurances or different types of uh, long-term care, disability, those things really help out um, right. as well. And utilize the benefits that your employer is providing you as well. You know, it's, it's really key. You know, you want yeah. to so this is something that I, I would I highly recommend that uh, that we begin to think about, that we begin to talk about uh, with our um, with our spouses, and to talk about with our with our parents and our loved ones as well. Because I, I think again, many times we don't have this conversation That's right. un, mm-hmm. until it's needed, right. and and then you have the you have the stress and everything associated with trying to figure out, you know, That's what right. needs to happen. And, and uh, the other part is that is that if you have a conversation now with them or yourself, then you're honoring your wish or their wishes. You're not guessing what they would want to do and you don't get that bickering back and forth that mama would like this or she would like that, right? And so when they're involved, you honor their wishes and that makes everybody happy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I definitely uh uh, agree. Earlier, you mentioned uh, your podcast. Please, can you share that um, with the audience again? Sure. It's a call for caring on purpose. Um, you can hear it on Up to Me Radio, Spotify, Apple, um, all the platforms that's available. And it's called Call for Caring on Purpose. Um, we have about 10 episodes out there, each focusing on a different area of caregiving. And so it's just full of great information. Make sure you have a pen and paper because we're just giving out great resources. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, and just in case my audience did not know that I am a, a, license, uh, a licensed life insurance advisor. So if you'd like to discuss uh, some of the different policies out there uh, and how they might be able to help you take um, uh, take care of some of these needs if they arise, I would certainly, uh, uh, you know, I'm okay. I'm here for you if you want to reach out uh, to me as well. So, anything else that you would like to uh, to share uh, in terms of uh, you know words of advice or things that we should consider or do uh, to take care of our loved ones or even ourselves? You know, I, I think we talked about it. It's just the planning is so important, and we talked about the insurance, what you can do in the future, but what you can do now is preventive measures. You know, taking care of yourself, eating, drinking, water—you know—all those things are really important. And also, your mental health, right? Our mental health drives what we do. We have so much going on right now that um, everywhere we're just stressing the importance of mental health as well because it does affect your physical being um, and also your spiritual being as well. So um, preventive measures are great uh, for yourself and your parents. And really, this conversation is hard to have about, you know, advanced directives, a living will and a state. But it's so important that we have that because that allows for us to be able to plan. And a state does not mean that you have like a mansion. It just protects you in order to 
um, for you to be able to plan what's going to happen after you leave. And this course doesn't take over for you, but you're able to stay in control even though you're not here. And so all those things are important, medical, legal, financial, and part of that planning for caregiver journey for yourself and your loved one. I am. I'm so glad that you shared that. Um, and it is, it's just, it's such an important part of it. Um, and you know, it's, it's something that, you know, we're, we're all going to deal with, you know, with these things in some shape, uh, or form. That's right. And, and like you said, the, the better you can plan and prepare and prevent things now, uh, the better things are going to be for yourself and for your loved ones as well. So absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much uh, for sharing that uh, that bit of information with us. Um, and again, if the um, if you could share your your contact information so the audience can reach out if they need you in Atlanta or elsewhere. Sure. So for our um, caregiver information, that's callforcaring.org. Um, there's plenty of information out there to help you for your caregiver journey. Um, if you're looking for personal and companion care, um, we're Home Helpers of North Atlanta, um, homehelpershomecare.com slash n-Atlanta. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for sharing with us your entrepreneurial journey. If you didn't hear part one, please go back and take a listen to that. And if you have any questions, um, you are definitely encouraged to reach out to her as well. So thank you so much for, for sharing with us and we'll see you next time. All right, thank you.